Welcome to episode four. I'm Vanessa. This is Gary. And this is Noel. And we're impatiently waiting. So how are you guys doing? What's what's new? It is hot. Didn't cut the grass because I thought I might die. Right. It's, we're, we're in Florida, so it's very hot. Yeah, you can't do anything outside for more than 20 minutes. No, not at all. And uh, what's what's new in, in music? What are you guys listening to right now? Right now, my favorite song is uh, Gucci and Drake. Gucci. <laughs> Gucci and Drake. And uh, French Montana. I think it's called Unforgettable. Yeah, with Sway Lee. Yeah, I like that a lot. And what, French came out with a new album? Yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Jungle Rules. It's really good. Got Future on there. Young Thug. A few pretty good features on there. I haven't heard it yet. I'm still listening to 444, and I went back and started listening to Lemonade again. Most, so most of what French Montana does is uh, is like collabs, right? Um, Maybe like half of it. Oh, okay. He's got his own songs on there. Oh, okay. But I like his... His music's, you know, it, it's live. Yeah. You know, it, it, it gets you pumped up, so I like it. Is yeah. he compare? Can you compare him and Khaled as far as what they do? Or is Montana no. better? No, Khaled's not a rapper. Khaled, I don't think Khaled makes any type of music he like, makes like as far as like music. lyrics. He tried to rap, and then he got booed off stage. <laughs> <laughs> you can't compare DJ Khaled to Montana. He's more like, who's Montana like? I don't know. Like a P. Diddy. Maybe he P Diddy's kind of like his mentor, so a little bit. Oh, okay. See, there you go. Yeah. So no. a little bit. It's, new, it's he's hard like to a say. new age Diddy. Yeah, it's hard to say what uh, DJ Khaled is because DJ Khaled, I don't know, is he not a producer? No, he, he's a producer. He he gets all the people together, but he's also probably like executive producer. He used to produce. So more. does he actually do anything, or he just tells everybody to meet up, makes a hot song, and just starts yelling? <laughs> probably. Okay. That's probably all okay. he has to do. I, and, I would uh, love to do that. <laughs> But what, and wasn't there, I think you showed me this, Gary, there was a beat battle going on today, right? Oh, it was last was night. Oh. Um, so it was Swiss Beats. He actually was, I forget which location of the uh, McGregor and Mayweather press conference. And he called out Timbaland to a beat battle. So last night they started playing clips of beats, calling each other out on Instagram. But I think they're going to like actually meet at a location and do this, an actual beat battle. They're really? just kind of teasing it online right now. Oh. Sounds yeah, interesting. Yeah. They're, no, well, they're you like Timbaland, right? Beats. Yeah. yeah. You've always liked Timbaland. Yeah. You like I Swiss? Like, yeah, I like Swiss beats too. Yeah, they're too. both good, man. One of his, uh, one of uh, Timbaland's best albums was Mr. Magoo, I think it was called. No, he, he used to go uh, rap with Oh, he was Magoo. with Magoo. What yeah, Timbaland and Magoo. What was the uh, the album they made together? I don't know, but they had that song, Love to Love to Love Ya. Yeah. That, that, whole that was album a long time ago. Yeah. You're dating Mom. yourself, Noel. <laughs> <laughs> that was like 1996. No, I don't think it was that long. But was 97, it? 97, 98. That was oh, wow. the first one. But yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm old. <laughs> That's true. All right, well, let's get into sports. So here in Orlando, the Orlando Magic just signed Jonathan Simmons. Uh, it was, let's see, three-year. Wojnowski reported three-year, $18 million deal. And uh, he's coming from the Spurs. So tell me, tell me, do you guys like this? Are you happy with the one move Orlando made? What do you think, Gary? I mean, I like it because obviously coming from the Spurs, um, what he did in the All-Star game, he showed crazy athleticism. He, uh, he's a great defender, and he played really good in the playoffs. As a starter, I think he averaged like um, – in the playoffs? Yeah, I think the he's, playoffs. I think he averaged 10 points. No. Oh, 
overall, but as a starter in the playoffs when he averaged 29 minutes, yeah. he, uh, he had 17 points a game, four assists, two and a half rebounds per game. So yeah. I think if, he, if we can get him to 25, 30 minutes, I think he'll be really productive. Um, I just feel like we have other moves to make because we kind of got a logjam at, at uh, shooting guard. Yeah, I, li- I like the move. I like it a lot. Like you said, we do have a lot of players at that position now that we probably have to either move or, you know, cut some of their minutes out. But, you know, like you said, he comes from the Spurs. He's got some playoff experience now. And he he actually had a really tough road getting to the NBA. Yeah. Um, I think he paid for a, a tryout with the Spurs D-League team, made the D-League team, and then got called up and then eventually started for the Spurs. So, I mean, he's had a tough road to get to the NBA. So, you know, somebody like that's going to continue to work hard for us. He's 27. But yeah, he's 27, so he's not too young. And he's a yeah. dog. He's not like – Yeah, he's – We need that attitude mm-hmm. in Orlando. And like I said, he's got playoff experience. So, you know, obviously we're not talking playoffs right now, but – Right. You know, well, well, you I never mean, know. I mean, maybe the East is know. really weak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the East is – I mean, who will be in the playoffs? There's Washington – yeah. Cleveland, Boston, mm-hmm. Toronto. You said Guaranteed. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only yeah. guarantees that I can think of. So, Chicago. I mean. Yeah. Most likely somebody will make it in the playoffs on the East. That's below 500. Oh, yeah. Oh, this for, year, sure. for sure. There's no doubt. Yeah. That's absolutely going to happen. What do you think about the, the pickup? Um, I don't dislike it, but I don't love it just because, like you guys said, we already have multiple players at that position. And I don't know what we're going to do with him. Is he our role player? Is he going to be a starter? That I'm not sure of. And even though in the playoffs he played more and he averaged more, in the regular season he only averaged six points. Um, in, in a very limited role. Right. He did limited. have a limited role. I mean, it, he, it's it's with the Spurs, that limited role, you, you come in for that. Right. So I, I'm not sure what we're going to do with him. But I do love the contract. Mm-hmm. He's making six million the first year, six million the second, and five point seven the third, with a partial guarantee of one million in the final season. Yeah, if he doesn't work out, we can just buy his contract right. out. And I, it, I like that. Yeah, the, the exactly. Contract. And, and if he and if he turns into a starter for us, we've got an amazing yeah, contract got, for one of our starters. He's got a big possibility of breaking out this year. I think same as Aaron Gordon. I think Hopefully. this year. Got to be the year for him. Yeah, if not, I it's mean, a contract year. He, yeah. He's got to show out. Yeah. So does, and and I know we don't know yet, but would Simmons start over Fournier? Not right away, I don't think. I mean, I would. I personally don't like Fournier. I want us to get rid of him. Yeah. He's to me, he's selfish. He doesn't pass the ball. He's not great defensively. I wish we could get rid of him. I would start yeah. Jonathan Simmons. It, it, He's a two-way player to me. Yeah, and it depends on what type of lineup we're trying to go with because if you want to, you know, full-out be defensive, then he's definitely going to start over Fournier because, like you said, yeah. Fournier is not much of a defender. And when we're looking to trade uh, Fournier, he's got a pretty, you know, compared to the contracts that are being handed out now, he's got a very good uh, contract, in my opinion. Well, he's making what seventeen a year ish. Oh, I think he's. I, I, I I'm pretty sure he's seventeen. Was it? I don't. I know he's not getting max money though. And everybody no. right now is getting max money. So, to get a player that you know possibly could start for somebody else. Yeah, Fournier is getting seventeen. That's oh, okay. right. Yeah, he okay. he signed a, a no, five year eighty five million. <laughs> five year eighty five million dollar contract. He signed so. five years eighty five million. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So seventeen. Yeah, it's not bad, but we got a couple of those with Biombo. 
I wish we hadn't given him oh, that much. Yeah, that, that was probably one of the worst contracts we could have given. Like 60 sounds okay, but just in the 80s for Biombo, all he can do is play defense. And he's not even starting for us. I mean, I'd be willing to let him start if we can get something for Vucevic. Yeah. You'd Give rather have Biombo over Vucevic? I mean, obviously Vucevic is a way better offensive player, but... We need that defense, I feel. So I'd be good with letting him start. Um, I don't think Vucevic really wants to be in Orlando anymore after he got pulled out the starting lineup and we brought in, um, what's his name, from Toronto? Um, Ibaka. Ibaka. Oh, yeah. I feel like we yanked him around when he's been our most consistent player. I don't think he's happy here. He's ready to win somewhere. Yeah, I, and I, I think with – Frank Vogel being more of a defensive-minded coach, he'll go with Simmons over Fournier if Simmons comes in and proves himself to be a better, like better offensively. Yeah. Because, like you said, if he's a dog and he's going to go out and yeah. play defense, that's what Vogel likes. It's hard to do that though when one's making five, six million a year, the other one's making seventeen, and you got this guy on the bench. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's when the politics come in, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, and so outside of Orlando, no, we we made a couple of other moves. Oh, we did. What moves? Um, not a well. We we picked up what Shelvin Mack. Oh, that's right. Okay. I like that guard. pickup. Um, is he a point? Is he a point, a point guard, guard or a shooting guard? He's a point guard. He's okay, a point so guard, that's yeah. why we let go of C.J. Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay. Okay. He did nothing for yeah, us. Yeah, I agree. He was injured a lot too, as well. He was injured. He didn't. He averaged like what, maybe two, three points. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so he's also 27, 12 million for over two, two years. Over two years. Yeah. So it's another good contract. I mean. A lot of these contracts nowadays, I mean, role players, role players are getting $10 million. Well, Hardaway just got four years, $71 million. Yeah. So, means, what were the Knicks thinking? I mean, he's got potential, but yeah, that's, that's, they're, that's they're a big They're paying risk. for, yeah, you're really paying a lot of money for potential yeah. right there. Yeah. So, I, I think Shelvin Mack can push Alfred Payton to want to keep that starting job because he's got potential to, to beat him out to be a starter. Yeah, because he well, can shoot Alfred better than Alfred Payton. And being in a contract yeah. year. As well, now he has more incentive. He has to do well, and he has competition. Yeah. What was his com- his competition with Augustine and Watson yeah. was nothing. Yeah, and we still have Augustine who can bring scoring off the bench, and Shelvin Mack can score and also play defense. So we got a little bit. I think we're good on on point guard if Alfred can develop into what we want him to be. I hope so. I know. I know. We've already talked about how you feel about Alfred Noel. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I hope he's gonna you know become the point guard of the future, but. You know, just so far, I haven't seen it not consistently yeah, enough. If he can do it from the beginning of the year, yeah, he can earn that contract. We can keep him around. We'll see, though. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, we got rid of Watson, and we didn't re-sign Dom John Rudez, who, which barely played. He barely played at all. So that was that wasn't you know anything that we have to no. worry about. I heard we uh, we didn't pick him back up so that we can sign Simmons, so I yeah. think it's totally worth it. Oh, that's a good move then. I think that's a good move. Yep, agreed. So, yeah. Aside from the Magic, you wanted to talk about Summer League? Summer League, yeah. I mean, the big thing right now, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo or LeVar? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, think, I, th- I think Lonzo's the one that plays in the NBA, but LeVar's the one that talks the most. <laughs> I, think, I think Lonzo's showing the league what he could be. So here's a little clip from a interview after his last game. Lonzo, your second 
triple-double of the Summer League. You continue to fill up the box score. We're now a week into Summer League. How would you describe your comfort level out there? Uh, pretty comfortable. Still got to make a lot of shots, you know, I'm missing, but um, as long as we win it, I'm happy. Yeah, a lot is said about your playmaking ability. It's your third straight game with double-digit assists. You saw a lot of chemistry with Kuzma out there. How would you assess your chemistry with your teammates right now? Uh, it's great. You know, it helps when your friends are off the court as well. And we're all close off the court already. So, you know, that's helping a lot on the floor and uh, showing. Lonzo, you know i got to ask you this, right? Mama mentality last night, fearing the beard tonight. What, what's the deal with the, with the shoe changes here? Big baller brand. You know, you got freedom. Do whatever you want, and I'm showcasing that. Does that mean we're going to see Under Armour tomorrow? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> so, so that clip was from uh, before his game last night. So he was Mamba mentality, he feared the beard, and then he went Steph Curry. So he's wearing Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. I think that tells you that his shoes aren't too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was his worst game. Yeah. When he wore the, the what are they, the Zo 2s? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So you think it's because of the shoes, really? Not that it's a guy straight out of college in his first few games? I think it could have, yeah, I think it could have been. Well, no. I mean, he, 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 all right, he had some good games, but the shoes clearly, you know, they don't look like they're great quality shoes. <laughs> I wouldn't pay five hundred. I wouldn't pay five dollars for them personally, I mean, but I wouldn't no. pay five hundred dollars for those shoes. It's not the shoes. Okay, no, it's not the shoes. I'm not. I'm not. I don't believe at all that the shoes changed his game. But what if they're not good shoes? Could you go out right now and play basketball in not good shoes? I don't know if he if he sends me some, I can try them out for him. <laughs> I'm not going to buy them. Let's say not the Zotus. You go to Walmart, you get some generic, uncomfortable shoes. Could you play basketball? Yeah, those? I can ball anybody up. <laughs> well, they look like Walmart shoes, so that's that's a good that's comparison. Why I said yeah, that's a good comparison. They look like Walmart shoes. Some great value, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Okay, so do you, so. I here's what I think. I think that Lavar Ball is a genius. As crazy as that sounds. He has his son go out and wear his shoes game one. Well, and he, then, he also said that he could go out there and do the same thing barefoot. He, oh, LeVar said that? Yeah, so maybe next game we'll see him barefoot. <laughs> I don't think he'll be barefoot. <laughs> but he goes out there, he wears every brand who, ha, who he has now decided not to do business with. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, okay, I wanted you to give me a billion dollars. We know they're not giving you a billion, but maybe they're going to give him more now because Lonzo Ball's almost had three triple-doubles in a row. Yeah, but that... that uh. Those those three triple doubles they came you know with a lot of with a lot of shots. He he took I think he took a hundred and six shots in four games. He'll start making those shots though. Uh, all right, I know that, but also he's playing against players that are either going to be in the D league next year or they're not going to be in any league next year. So he's not playing NBA competition right now. So I'm pretty sure both of you called him a bust or something similar. Are you guys still holding firm to that? Because I think he's going to be good. I don't think I, I didn't say he was going to be a bust. One I don't, of you guys I said think. that. I, I'm going to go back and listen episode one or two. <laughs> you, I think you guys I both called him me. a bust. I think I had the. I felt more he would be a bust. So than how are you well. feeling now? It's summer league. You still this, think he's going to be a bust? Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. With, I, I could be wrong. With with his expectations, I don't say he'll be a bust, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be. You know, the point guard of the future for the Lakers, I don't think you that don't at think all. You don't think that? No. I mean, is he going to be the point guard for the next three or four years? Yeah, because he's under contract. But I don't think he's going to be that guy who's going to take them to the, to the yeah, championship. Yeah, that boy's going to be good. I'm telling you. I, you know. I, I hope so. I mean, I don't think I'm, so. I'm always good for competition, so I, mean, have I you hope seen, he's going to be good. Have you guys seen the numbers versus other, like, um, 
first team all NBA guards in, in the summer league, how he compares to them? I mean have you seen that? No. No, I haven't. But. So so here's here's some of the numbers. So so he's averaging seventeen points, eight rebounds, almost ten assists. Chris Paul averaged twelve points, five rebounds, five assists. Steph Curry seventeen, four and four. Uh Westbrook sixteen, two and three. And Derrick Rose nine, four and five. So he's he's in great competition right now. Yeah. I know it's summer league. Yeah, exactly. Again, that's summer but, league, but also let some other numbers for you. He's shooting right now on while you said he's going 17, 8, and 10. 17 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists. Yes. But he's shooting 35% from the field, so he's missing 6 but, out of 10 shots. But he's going to get more comfortable, and you know that. And he's only shooting 19% from 3. He's mm-hmm. going to get more comfortable, I agree, but he's also going to face talent. Be- better he's gonna, competition. He's going to face Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, Chris Paul. He's going to face He's John also Wall. taller than all of those guys. So if we're going to talk about height, give me one point guard that has succeeded over 6-5 in the last five years that you can name. I can't name you one, but this guy can play make like these other guys can't. I don't know, man. It's He's different. He doesn't look like any other guard that's come out like Michael Carter Williams or these guys. He looks like he's 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 red NBA ready. I do agree we'll with see. that. He looks NBA ready, but I don't know he that that's NBA because... He looks NBA ready in the summer league so right, far. Right. He's also I, getting 1.5 blocks per game for a point guard. I think you know, he's, he's going to be the good. Same you guys I, are going to be surprised. The same way I didn't go crazy when he had that first awful game, I can't go crazy when he has these three great games. It's, yeah. it's, the, same, it's the same competition. Yeah. It's I, summer league. I don't think he's going to come in and like take over the league, but I think he's going to have a good year. I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be that type of player. I don't think he's going to be, you know, a star. Is he rookie of the year, though? Um, if if he can stay healthy, probably, because uh, Markel Fultz has already been injured once. But what about Tatum? Um, Tatum had a good, good Tatum, Tatum yeah. did look oh, good. But, but it was summer league competition, guys. <laughs> don't get too crazy over that hype. Yeah, but that's different. Tatum's gonna oh, it's be, different? Tatum's going to be going to the number one ranked team in the, or in, in the Eastern Conference last season. And they're season. still going to lose to the Cavs. You that, don't know that. They have Hayward now. They're still going to lose. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, I think Tatum is just set up a little better to succeed, and especially if he goes into the playoffs. If they, you know, if they go into the playoffs, then, you know, he's Wait, not going to be... Wait, hold on. If ha- who goes into the playoffs? The Celtics. Okay, if they okay. go back to the playoffs, he's not going to have to play the type of role that Lavar, excuse me, Lonzo Ball is going to be playing <laughs> for the Lakers. Well, Lonzo's not making the playoffs, so that's... That's not happening. Gary, do you think that Lonzo's going to take them to the playoffs season one? Um, no, because the West is just incredibly deep. I don't think they have enough talent on the Lakers to do that, to do this yet. But um, that kind of brings us to something that they've been talking about a little bit, that they are they might restructure or they're thinking about restructuring the way the um, NBA playoffs are, like either a 16-team tournament, so the top 16 teams – will go uh, instead of, like, the eight and eight from each conference. Yeah. It would be the top 16 overall. Like March Madness. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like college. That's um, to avoid, avoid the, you know, getting the, the team that's in there and they're, you know, five games below 500. Right. So, yeah, it would make it more competitive, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the playoffs. Um, so do you think that that would be beneficial to the NBA? What, what do you think about it? I would love to see that. I, I personally would um, – so from last year's playoffs, round one 
just at the top would have been Golden State versus Chicago. So when everyone was healthy, Chicago was doing well. That would have been a great first-round series to see Golden State playing Chicago, I think. Yeah, and then, and then you, don't, you don't have a, a 16-0 and team versus a 15-1 team or you know, whatever the records were for the Cavaliers versus the, the Warriors in the finals. You know, they're not going to win as many games in a row when you're playing like that, I think. Right, and do do you think the 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 travel part of it is an issue traveling across country so early on in the playoffs? I think the players will complain, but I don't feel bad for them. They're taking first <laughs> class private flights with butlers on it. I'm sure. Yeah, they got. A yeah, those bed private in jets it. are nice. Yeah, and I, and I think honestly, you know, while the athletes are the ones playing the games, the fans deserve a little bit more. They deserve better playoffs. They deserve more competition. And if the if the players have to, like you said, take that first class flight one or two more times per week, private, yeah, I mean, flight. I think it's more about you know provide, giving us more competition. You know, just imagine who the Cavaliers would have faced, you know, and the the Warriors. Who would they have had to face to get to the finals? This yeah. isn't. I, I created this list of the sixteen teams based on the playoffs. Now, some of them had the same record, so I would, you know, we have, it's not entirely accurate, but. Cleveland at five might have played Memphis in the first round. Mm-hmm. Like, how much more exciting would that have been than anything we saw in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, it, it's just I think it would. I think it would be great. So another thing that they were talking about is possibly instead of doing a tournament style, is reshuffling or rebalancing the conferences, um, like moving teams from east to the west. Like Mark Cuban was saying that he wants his team over on the East Coast. Um, Noel, do you think that would be good for the NBA, or do you prefer the 16 tournament style? What do you think? I, th- I think it would be good to make some type of change um, as long as it makes sense geographically, if that's the correct word. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, obviously you don't want a team that's completely on the East being in the Western Conference, but, you know, if there's some of those middle-of-the-country you know, teams that can be, you know, switched – then I think it, you know it's a good idea, if, especially if it makes the league more competitive. I mean, do you, the NFL is completely, to me, screwed up. Like the Colts, like I said, um, when we were talking before, they're in the AFC South. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I mean, if the NBA was like that, would it really matter? Well, exactly. Look at look at the NFL. The NFL, the, the that's playoffs, the most successful league. The playoffs are competitive every year. Right. They have obviously, like you said, they've reshuffled the the divisions, the conference. You know, I don't know the specifics, but. They made changes and they've remained competitive. Right now in the NBA, you know, we already know who's going to be in the finals for the most part, or at least we can assume that in the beginning yeah. of the year. So something should change. Something, you know, definitely needs to be happen to put them, you know, back, you know, the playoffs being competitive. Yeah. Any thoughts on it? Yeah, I don't agree. I don't think that – I don't think they should rebalance or reshuffle because when, when Jordan was playing, the East was, was the more dominant conference – you know, with the Knicks, the Heat, the the Bulls. So if you reshuffle in 2018, what happens if all of the, you know, the competition goes to another, to, to one conference again? How many times do you have to rebalance the conferences to make it competitive? So that's why I don't think, uh, I, don't, I don't think it would work, I think. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't need to be rebalancing, but there's got to be something to make the playoffs more competitive. I mean, until the finals were on, I didn't care about any of the playoffs. I mean, maybe because the Magic weren't involved, but for the most part, even if the Magic were involved, I'm sure 
other than being biased and hoping that they would make it all the way. I probably you wouldn't watch anything uh, else. Yeah, I knew they w- wouldn't be able to make it, and there was no reason for me to watch. Right, you know that Cleveland's going to come out of the East, and we'll see if hopefully the uh, Celtics can give them a little bit of a competition this year in the East. We hope so. Um, so I'm not going to read the entire quote, but basically Adam Silver says that they're not going to be making these changes right now because of some studies they've done about sports science and the travel schedules would be hard on the players. Um, but he didn't close the door. He says, will they look at it again? He, he said that they absolutely will. Um, so hopefully, you know, maybe in a few years, I don't know if it'll be maybe when they d- redo the uh, collective bargaining yeah. agreement. That's probably when it'll have to be done. Yeah. They usually um, make the rule changes around that time. Yeah, because they can't just change the players' association. You know how they how they are. So it's going to take a lot to change this, but hopefully for the fans, like you said, they'll make it more competitive. Agreed completely. Okay, so um, side. So let's move on from basketball. Let's talk about the only other uh, major thing going on right now. A little bit of McGregor and Mayweather. I'm going to play a, a few little clips here just to recap one of their. Uh, Press conferences. I think this one was in London. When his legacy is destroyed in six weeks' time, it's going to fall on your shoulders. It's going to fall on senior shoulders. It's going to fall on his whole circle's shoulders. I feel so good. I look so good. I'm undefeated. 21-year run. And this is all y'all got to offer? You know what? Oh boy. So that that last comment in itself kind of just shows you how first of all ridiculous this whole fight is in my opinion. 49 and 1. If he goes 49 and 1 it's cuz they told him they'd pay him 100 million dollars to take that loss. And I don't think Mayweather would do that because Mayweather is obviously one of the greatest, you know, of all time. Um, his record shows it. You know, if you watch his fights, you know, he's fought some of the greatest fighters of all time. You know, some of the great champions, but McGregor's not going to beat him. So, all right. Here's my position. I just can't stand Mayweather. I know, like, intellectually, I know how good he is. I get it. He's a defensive fighter. Nobody could hit him. I get it. I can't stand him, though. So I'm going to continue to troll you guys. Anytime you put anything on Facebook, I will put 49-1 and one under it. And I'm going to cheer for McGregor, but... You know he's going to lose. I, I know he's going to lose. And I think when he made comments about being half black, it was too far. Like, Why is that too far? Because he was... First he called... I, I didn't know... I don't know that the whole boy thing was as serious as they made it out to be. But then on Jimmy Kimmel, there was recordings of him saying maybe I think he said something about monkeys. He said that I think even in the, one of the press conferences. Oh, did he? Yeah. So, so I think when yeah, you when, what, when you when you are being disrespectful, you may and people are trying to use the excuse of well he's from Ireland maybe he doesn't know that that context is considered racist or can be. Fine, but you know someone told him after you can't you can't say that you can't call 
a black man a boy. Well, I, I won't give him a pass on that because he's been fighting in the United States for the last three or four years. Right. He he knows you know what what racial slurs mean. You know he's he's an adult. He knows that. But aside from that, I know you don't watch a lot of UFC, but that's that's McGregor's whole. That's his, you know, his thing. You know, like he, his 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 character, his persona. Crap you his you don't like Mayweather. If you would watch UFC all the time, you wouldn't like McGregor. This is so him is, all the time. Is he the McGregor? I'm sorry. If he, is he the Mayweather of UFC? Correct. Okay, so Correct. this is this 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 four conferences going internationally. This is like what McGregor does. This is his thing. So who you saw at the press conferences? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly who he is. Uh, honestly, though, I feel like they have. All four have been a little, you know, maybe not scripted. You know, they're not reading off of any papers or what to say. But, you know, they're just trying to, you know, add more fuel to the fire. Yeah. In my opinion, these guys are going to go in there. They're going to spar for 12 rounds, and they're going to walk out, yeah. you know, uninjured, and they're both going to collect a fat check. Right. So that's let what me this fight this is about. Though. As much as you know about Mayweather and his fighting, and as much as you're on his balls on Facebook... <laughs> Him, you know, let it talk to you like that. Listen, 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 listen. Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. okay. She just doesn't like greatness. It's okay. I, I know. It's okay. I do like greatness. I just don't like Mayweather. Okay. So as as much as you know, and you're very factual on this subject, what if McGregor connects with a punch? Is it a possibility? Is there any chance? Because Max Kellerman said there's zero chance, and he does know boxing. That's mm-hmm. always a possibility. Though. Is there the yeah. chance he could knock Mayweather out? So it's a little different in boxing than from UFC. In UFC, your you your gloves are maybe it's ten a and four. third of you know yeah. what your boxing gloves are. So uh, McGregor does have a lot of power. He's a great UFC MMA fighter. But in boxing, it's a little different. I mean, you you potentially have to go twelve rounds. If which if, he's never gone. Yeah, McGregor has only fought at a max five rounds. And, and how many and minutes are in each boxing round? Eight, five minutes, right? No, no, boxing. I think it's three no, no, minutes. No, no. Oh, UFC is five fives. minutes. So he he maybe has fought you know for a max of you know at most twenty minutes if any of his fights have gone to the fifth round. But when you he's never faced anybody, and I can guarantee he's never faced anybody who has the Stamina, yeah. the footwork, the head movement that he's going to face when he goes in the ring with Mayweather. And mm. he can't resort to kicking him in the head. He can't resort to choking him out because that's not in boxing. Oh, and he might, though. That, that if he does that, he's, <laughs> he's could out. face potential he, big he, fines. I think, I think he, first of all, he'll most likely lose his boxing license in that state. And then I believe it nullifies his contract if he does anything like that. So would he not get paid? Correct. Ooh, he's not going to do that then. He won't. <laughs> exactly There's no not. way because like he I said, needs in the heat this of the fight. moment, though, that's what you know. That's what you've been, you know, trained. He's been doing that all his life. You, you don't know. He's yeah, not going to throw an elbow I, or a kick. No, or a knee. I don't think so. It's. I think it's honestly. I it's think instinct it's so, to him, though. But I think it is so scripted. This whole fight, this whole circus that we're talking about. He's going. He's not going to mess up that payday. I mean, no. sure, the press conferences are scripted. Do you think the fight? Is scripted like it's, you don't, I don't think, think it's scripted? To... I don't think it's scripted that the winner versus the loser is already we they know who's going to win. But I think he knows mentally he cannot fight him like he would in the in UFC because if someone's like Gary, you're going to get a hundred million dollars, just don't kick this guy in the head. You're not going to kick that guy in the head. Yeah, but if I'm <laughs> if I'm a karate kicker or whatever, that's what I've been instinctually doing. I, you know, I, I get what he's saying. In the heat of the moment, you just never know what you're going to do. If Mayweather starts knocking this guy around... Who does Mayweather ever knock around? He hugs everybody. Listen, listen. So, so wait, so wait. Mayweather is 49-0. and 0. Correct. 
Never defeated. Correct. 26 of his fights, which is more than 50% of his fights, if the math is correct. (laughs) (laughs) He has knocked out 26 of those opponents. So people say he hugs, he runs. You know what? Guess what? That man has perfected his craft, and nobody has been able to penetrate him or penetrate his style. (laughs) Pause. Pause that. Nobody has been able to defeat him, and 49 men have tried. Forty-nine men have tried. Forty-nine men have failed. So, okay, I've heard that before. So but listen, he's not. He's now not we got going an amateur trying to fight him. Yeah, amateur the, boxer. McGregor has zero, per, to my knowledge. Hold on. He has zero professional fights, you know, to his name. So he's right. not going to jump in with the, the one of the best fighters of all time and just. Of get course, it done. like I know, like I said at the beginning, I know intellectually, there's no chance. He's he's taking what three months to train against a, a beast of a man, like mm-hmm. physical beast, but. What if just, oh, I don't like my weather. It's all right. But like you said, like you said, what is the percentage? I don't think it's a zero percent that, when, ma- that when McGregor was the la- could win. Let me ask you this too. I'm sorry to cut you off. When was the last time Mayweather knocked somebody out? I would have to look that up. I don't know off the top of my head. But I think it was, um, man, the, the, it's, it's controversial. The last guy I believe he knocked out. It doesn't matter. You still can't beat him. Yeah, you're you're right. That's a good point. I mean, as you get older, you got to change your game. Exactly, and, and and the point of boxing is to not get hit. I mean, any if you go fight somebody in the street right now, the objective is to not get hit. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm still gonna, like I said, I'm still gonna say forty nine and one, but I mean, that's a uh, we'll see. We'll well, find if you really think that, I got five hundred dollars on the table. For Mayweather, <laughs> anybody out there who wanted to, wants to take that bet, five hundred bucks. If, so you, if t- you want to I take tried, McGregor, I tried to take the fifty dollar bet with Noel, but then Noel talked me out talked of her, it. I talked her out of it. Yeah. I, I, I told her too many facts. <laughs> I explained boxing to her way too much, and she took the, the deal off the table. So I lost out on fifty bucks. <laughs> I think I think Chris made a bet on it. I think he bet fifty dollars on McGregor. Yeah, Chris. Chris is Chris is an underdog in life. Don't so say Chris, that. if you listen to this, buddy, you're an underdog in life. So you keep rooting for the underdog. Don't and Chris, I got that. 500 if you want. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, this is a great episode. We touched a little bit of everything, so I think that's what we got for you. Yep. Yep. We're out of here. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks we'll for see listening. You next week.